Welcome to Media Monsters. Please keep all hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the vehicle while the ride is in motion. Por favor, manténganse alejados de las puertas. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Welcome back to another uh, another episode. Uh, this week uh, we will be discussing just the TV we've been watching. It's been a busy week for TV. We got The Boys, uh, Obi-Wan, and uh, Stranger Things all coming out at once. So uh, it's been a busy week. And I, I would recommend that if you haven't watched uh, some of these shows and, and movies that you may want to uh, pause the podcast and go watch them and come back. Yeah, uh, we're definitely we, going to, we, we're going to be doing we, deep dive. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be doing some spoilers. It's, it's kind of hard to talk about some of these things. Especially without Stranger spoilings. Things. Yeah. And, and Obi-Wan. Yeah. Definitely Obi-Wan. Anyway, um, it's, uh, it's just Nick and Jim this, uh, this episode. So uh, good to be back. Thank you, so thank you for joining because me. Because it's the theme park buddies, we're definitely <laughs> going to be throwing in some theme park interactions here, as as you could tell from the intro. <laughs> Absolutely, as uh, as we always do with with you and me. So you know, eternal question. I always got to ask, Jimmy, what have you been watching? I am, I, I'm surprised. I'm still watching The Flash, <laughs> um, and the reason why I'm surprised is because. A lot of these shows have gotten us used to shorter seasons now that the flash having 18 episodes per season. And then I'm at the, the tail end of season seven out of eight. Is that because um, it's a it, network show that it yeah, probably well, runs yeah. longer? Yeah. And it, it's surprising. And, um, you know, whereas Obi-Wan's going to have what, six episodes. Yeah, six. And... We're halfway done already. I know. Right. Did we're like at week three coming up, not even at week three. And so I'm catching up on The Flash. Superman and Lois has been moving along, and they're at a pretty good jumping on point right now. For somebody who hasn't watched the show, this is a good time to jump in. Uh, maybe go back one episode that came out this week. Not that I'm watching it this week, but I'm going to tell you, there's a show on FX uh, called Snowfall. It is a, a bit of an adult uh, topic because it, it tends to be about cocaine, uh, but yeah. Snowfall is a fantastic drama um, i remember when it like first kind of started airing it was um it was i remember the first season didn't do super hot but you know it's it's just one of those shows that as long as they kept oh, on it it was it yeah. was gonna be good it's really picked up and i there was a point a couple of episodes ago i'm like okay i see that they're about to roll up the carpet and turn off the lights and it didn't happen <laughs> so uh, it, it continues on. Um, so I, I really enjoy that show. I did go back and watch. Uh, I, I caught up to you guys and watched Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Yeah, baby. Um, I see what you guys are saying about the first half of the of the movie. It is very heavy on inside jokes and everything. A lot of Easter eggs in there, and definitely worth going back and you know getting a nice big TV with high resolution. And yeah. maybe going, you know, as, as Alex or, or Nick, I think one of you suggested, maybe, you know, checking out frame by frame and, and looking for some of those Easter eggs that are in there. Yeah, um, there's there's a lot. But I, as I understand, the the joke kind of wore itself out on you. Yeah, I, I feel like it turned into, um, and some people might not like this, kind of turned into the uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion. And it got kind of cutesy cutesy with, with the live actors. And... It's hard for that to not happen, but it it changes who the audience is because I thought the audience was 
people who remembered the show from well back when i was in college it was actually part of the disney afternoon and and uh it was something that, yeah, even, you know, during the middle of the summer, you know, I'd go and work in the morning and then that afternoon I'd go out and, you know, watch the Disney afternoon stuff before, you know, heading out for the night or something like that. So nice. I, I remember, I remember the show and, and um, I mean, it was good. And all of those Disney afternoon shows were, were pretty darn good. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of the gummy bears or anything like that, but uh, <laughs> you know, maybe Mar- now we're, we're deep diving. Or, we're talking about gummy bears. Yeah. And Marsupilami. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know that one. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Um, of course, and then there's the the three things that we're um, going to talk about this week. I also watched Obi Wan, Stranger Things, and the and uh, I watched part of the boys, uh, so I'll be able to talk about that a little bit. Uh, so I think three episodes came out. How many did you watch? I watched the first half of the first episode. Ah. And it it right out of the gate gets the ball rolling like the previous seasons. <laughs> yes, and, it, yes, it does. Um, you know, you thought the whale was bad. Uh, <laughs> they topped that one right in the first couple of minutes of, of the first episode. They are, um, I think they're they're supposed to be doing like this really heinous event from the comic called Herogasm, where it's basically, I hate to bring this up, but like, it's like Jeffrey Epstein's Island, but for like power crazed superheroes, which... <laughs> Yeah, so they're doing that this season. <laughs> Apparently it left like crew members traumatized. You know, um hopefully there are some parents that are watching what their kids are watching <laughs> are, are, are you know, monitoring what their kids are watching on Amazon Prime cuz uh, of all the show I'm sorry, of all the the channels um that I subscribe to, I didn't think that Amazon Prime was quote more adult than the others, but um well, the boys in particular, I think, really The boys uses, definitely breaks that rule. Yeah, they really use the TVMA rating, which yeah, it I, makes I sense. Yeah, I did notice it does that's, say 18 plus. Yeah, but it, it makes sense because that's, um, it's run by Eric Kripke, which he did Supernatural, but Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who kind <laughs> of, <laughs> yeah, they made a, they made a name for themselves, uh, producing like violent alt comic TV because they did Preacher as well, so... Oh, you love that one. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's the same sort of thing. It's by the same author, uh, Garth Ennis did. Uh, he wrote both The Boys and uh, Preacher comics, so... Makes Was sense. he involved in The Walking Dead? My, maybe at some point. He might have done something for them. Oh, I, I thought he was, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty violent and gory and... You know. Yeah. But, um, and what have you been watching, Nick? So the only movie that I've watched recently, I've only watched two. One of them was Crimes of the Future, the that new David Cronenberg that we talked about on the uh, the trailer episode. Um, it was good. It was very weird. It's very um, very Cronenberg. It feels like an adaptation of like a kind of like a, a Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, like Philip K. Dick adaptation, but it's not like yep. based on anything in particular. But it has those like weird sci-fi aesthetics to it kind of geigery very violent Hmm. not really violent it's more gory like there's no like it's it's hard to explain it's it's (laughs) it's it's cronenberg it's weird (laughs) it's funny because of all the um trailers that we looked at uh, during that episode that was the one that didn't grab me but the way you described it you know, I, I think you got me with uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, uh, a.k.a. Blade Runner. 
you know that that might get me to go watch it yeah it's it is very strange it it deals with um cronenberg's own feelings like about his art well i don't know if those these are his own feelings but it's very much about like an artist that is aging and the world is changing around him and he kind of has to like figure out what he's doing with himself in this changing world and it's it's really interesting in that regard but it's surrounded by all this like weird kind of like sci-fi backdrop Hmm. yeah but it's it's very cool (laughs) the other thing i rewatched was at like 1 a.m uh i watched charlie and the chocolate factory with my friends (laughs) (laughs) wait which which um that's the that's the tim burton one (laughs) Okay, the Johnny Depp one, okay. Yeah, it was on Netflix, and we just saw it, and we were just like, we want to watch this right now? Sure, why not? Good morning, sunshine. The, the Earth says, says hello. hello. Dude, I honestly, I think I like that movie. It's it's so nutty and off the walls. And, oh my god, all of, um, we talked about him in the Flash Gordon episode, Deep Roy. Ah, Deep Roy yeah. steals the show in that movie, he man. Is my Every time of one movie. of those kids, like, pseudo dies and he just comes out and starts singing, it's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> wonder if there's a cut of the movie that is just Deep Roy. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I'd watch that version. And then, you know, like, like Jim, I've just been watching various TV shows, which we will, uh, we'll be talking about. Yeah, it's kind of funny, um, you know, I, I'm not somebody who sits down and watches a lot of TV every week, but when we consider the three shows we're going to talk about, <laughs> this is a lot of TV for the yeah, week. Yeah, no, this you is know? this is like the most TV I've had to watch in a week in like, oh, God knows how long. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're plus 10 hours for Stranger Things for seven episodes. Um, Obi-Wan, we're, we're at about three hours there and, and the boys. Yeah, it, it, I, I'm surprised at how much TV I've packed in this week. Because that's not normal for me. Yeah, yeah, but uh, well, that's that's why I didn't get get to go see Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I still need to watch the original before I get around to this one, and I it's been out like two weeks now, so I really need to get on top of both of those. Yeah, the original has shown up on Netflix now. Yeah. It's on Paramount Plus, too, so I don't know, either one. I just need to get it done. But before we get into TV, uh, since we are the uh, the theme park boys, we wanted to discuss a little video that's been getting around recently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, there's been this kind of famous video uh, going around now. It's gone viral um, of this, this couple trying to propose at Disneyland Paris before a cast member runs up, grabs their ring, and and tells them to get off the stage that they are on. And it's been taken a number of ways by um, a lot of people since this thing has gone viral and extended far beyond the just the normal Disney community, so a lot of people have opinions on it. Um, I have my own. I can explain why yeah. I, I think that this was... It maybe wasn't handled in the best way, but it was well within their right for them to do this. Yeah. I don't know. Jim, Jim, what do you think? Yeah, you know... Um... I'm glad that we have the perspective to say that we've been to Disneyland Paris because one of the things that I noticed when we were there was that people have no, I don't want to say shame, but they have, they don't stop and think about, you know, oh, a fence is there to stop me from going on the grass. And, you know, when we were at 
what do they call it? Discovery Land, what we call Tomorrowland. They call Discovery Land. I noticed that the uh, the berm around Discovery Land, there were people just like, you know, practically picnicking around uh, the, the edges of Discovery Land yeah. in the grass. And that was immediately what I thought of when I saw the proposal video. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you that it that wasn't happening when I was there the last time. So yeah. I don't. Yeah, apparently this guy's like the guy who snatched the ring is a well-known cast member there. And he's like known for kind of dealing with public situations like that. So I'll give I want to give a rundown of my full opinion and why I think this was like kind of a weird thing that happened overall. So basically what happened is this guest tried to propose on this stage that was clearly fenced off. And you can even see in the video that there is a fence between this stage and everybody else standing back. Yeah, it's a um, performance stage. Yeah, because it is on this stage, these stages usually have pyrotechnics that can go off and can light a guest on fire if the wrong thing happens. <laughs> so, yeah, it is it is a safety hazard. The other thing about this video is that at some point the guy says, "I asked a cast member and they told me could they told me I could do this." The thing is, th- that cast member was wrong. Even if even if this is true, which we don't we don't know for a fact that they did ask a cast member, and it is possible that they asked several cast members until one of them said yes, and then could just shoulder the blame on this one person. And that's my big problems with these video with this video. But I don't think snatching the ring out of his hand was the best idea either, because I, I this is. That's just, it's really hard because that is, that is supposed to be a very, you know, magic special moment for a couple, but you are breaking rules. So it's, you know, it's, it's hard. It it does set a bad precedent letting it happen. And that's why I wanted to put the perspective that we, and not to put it in people's face, but, you know, I saw it happening that people were on the other side of the fence where they shouldn't be when we were at Disneyland Paris a couple of years ago. You know, if, if nobody had told me, if I hadn't realized it wasn't the right castle, I would not have known that this was Disneyland Paris. Yeah, they're all um, speaking English. Yeah, the the exactly. They, they're speaking English. The cast member looks like he could have popped out from anywhere, although he does look like a performer. Uh, but performers aren't traditionally wearing ears like that yeah. that he's wearing. But he, you know, he looks like a very typical disney performer the way he he the way he moved and spoke and everything but you could also see that he had experience with interacting with guests that were trying to do things that they weren't supposed to be doing he was trying to be politically correct and trying to make it seem very positive no this will be a better shot this is a better way to do it yeah he was coaxing them off the stage and this was and you can kind of tell why, because the the guy proposing is you know kind of a big guy who probably could have you know beat this guy up, but you know that wouldn't have you know that only worsened their situation. But like you know he he takes that ring and he just like he hands it, he like has his hand out and he's just like looking down. He like doesn't even want to look at this guy. He's like so kind of big and intimidating. And it's yeah, it's this was this was a tough situation for for like and, and he all perspectives. Up. He showed up. That cast member showed up and grabbed the ring at the exact perfect moment. Yeah, that that is the one thing. Although we can't see where he is standing outside of the camera, 
or whether or not he swooped in from, you know, a hundred feet away. And, but his timing in the staging of the video, I think is a little suspect. Should they have been there? No. You know, I, I, I like what you said about, you know, that could be a pyrotechnic stage. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. But yeah, you know, there's, there's a reason why Disney has, you know, the Disney uh, weddings and everything like that. And even when people are proposing in front of the, the, um, the castle, they're not perform They're, they're not proposing on a stage. Yeah. Um, so this person was clearly wrong. Did they handle it right? Maybe not. Maybe not. They're not put in a, in a very good place. Did the, if a cast member did say yes to do it, that's the person I feel is at fault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should this cast member who came up and grabbed the ring, should he be gone? Mm, something tells me mm, he might, he might go away for a while. Um, you know, but from the um, public, I, I don't know. I mean, apparently, yeah. you know, like I said, this, this particular cast member is like someone people kind of frequenters of the park kind of know this guy and like, yeah. so yeah. I don't, I don't know. You know, uh, maybe they shuffle him. If he wants to stay within the company, they shuffle him off to another park or something like that. Yeah. But he may be known now, yeah. uh, a known quantity. So he may have to go, you know, but that's, that's not my call. And, and, and it doesn't have any uh, influence on my life at all. Yeah. You know, is who, the, who should get the blame. It's a, it's a PR nightmare. Yeah. Um, I, I think the person who said yes when they shouldn't have needs to go bye-bye. I think that the team will probably get a big, big talking to and let them know if a, you know, a, a guest wants to propose, there's a channel for that. And you can't just decide, hey, I'm going to walk into Disney World or Disneyland Paris and, you know, jump onto a stage and propose and maybe get somebody to say yes for me. Yeah. I mean, as far as a cast member. Hopefully they can, <laughs> the person that they're proposing to, to say yes. But, and we never get to hear whether or not she said yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can hear booze in the video. So, I don't, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, the, the, I'm, the... I'm sure they did finish it somewhere else. And, you know, everybody was a bit begrudging about it. And, but everybody was a little bit in the wrong here. So, yeah, I don't know. But speaking of uh, other Disney news. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind just opened at Epcot. It's the new uh, roller coaster there. I think it's the first roller coaster they've ever had at Epcot. But yeah, it, it looks pretty cool from the on-ride videos that I've seen. What do you think of it? I'm not a roller coaster fan. Yeah. Uh, I've, I, I, I could do simulators. It's funny because there's people who do simulators and there's people who, who do coasters. There's a lot of people who uh, do coasters who can't do simulators and vice versa. I tend to be the simulator person, not the roller coaster person. But what throws this into an entirely different league is the the Kuka arm that they're using, uh, just like it in the Harry Potter ride. Well, it's it's not a it's is it technically a Kuka because it's what it it turns right. So it, the I think the it ride might be cart... more of a, it's more like an Omni mover on a roller coaster track. Yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know what the hell that means, basically it's a roller coaster and the, the carts of the roller coaster will turn in different directions, letting you kind of focus on different things as the ride is going, which allows you to tell a story for, you know, for the purposes of, you know, Universal or Disney rides. But yeah, I've, I've heard some people are disappointed by this ride. 
I, I don't know exactly what's up. I kind of, I avoided a little bit of this just so I have some sort of reaction when I actually go on it myself. But I, I have heard a kind of small, like, this isn't great. Like, it's, it's you know, it's a Disney ride, which still makes it amazing, but it's not great. So I don't know. I've heard a lot of positive reactions to it. Um, I, and it's funny, I've, I've heard a lot of people... It's a little bit of, you know, inside baseball because the people I tend to listen to tend to be in Disney groups online um, and they, they've ridden the ride um, repeatedly. I, I like the fact that it's like Rip Ride Rocket and that you uh, don't necessarily have the same song every single time. Uh, there's like a, a number of different songs that you would hear when you ride it. I've seen a couple of ride throughs already and I don't know if it's for me. <laughs> yeah but i i do like they seem to have solved the problem of how do you see video and tell a story over over a screen while you're moving very quickly yeah um you know that and that it's, video it's is something not... uh hagrid had to deal with too they had yeah to... i mean that video is not like in the car in front of you that video is on the walls of the of the of the building or the tunnel that you're in yeah so it's but it's it's interesting how how the two of them have kind of had to grapple with the idea of a story coaster where you know they have to you know you're in a fast moving ride but you have to tell a story while it's happening so how do you do that for Hagrid they chose to just you know slow you down this is you know here's an animatronic scene and something's happening this is i i think this is interesting and i'm kind of i'm more interested to see where they go with this technology more mm -hmm. than i i am I think about this ride because I, I I think that'll lead to other kind of advancements for the ride systems, which will be um, cool and be interesting. I, I agree with you. I, I like that. Um, but uh, the hard part is in order for them to do what they did, as far as being able to see the video, keep the video clear, having multiple scenes, this is the, I, I think outside of the Kilimanjaro Safari, this is probably the largest ride at Disney World, you know, they said that the uh, the Epcot Spaceship Earth um, ball would fit five times within the building. That makes it a huge, huge yeah. building. Yeah, that is, that's and, nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, and, 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 you know, I don't know, you probably still can see the building as soon as you pull into the Epcot parking lot. Yeah, I know that no, they were no gonna... amount of go away green is going to make that, uh, yeah. that building go away. <laughs> Right, right. It's ginormous. So, you know, the, the the hard part is it takes a lot of real estate for them to do this. The the fact that they're doing what it does the ride go start backwards or does it start forwards? I I think it starts forwards. Okay. I'm not a big fan of rides that go backwards anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I, I don't see me riding this ride. I I just don't see it. Yeah. Um you know. I, I'm a slow-moving, flat-ride kind of person. I can do simulators. I can do, you know, Soarin' all day long, no problem. You know, Star Tours, no problem. But I think this might just be a little bit too much for me. Yeah. Then very quickly, Universal just announced, Universal Hollywood, I should say, has announced that uh, Super Nintendo World's going to be opening early 2023. So that's exciting. And I uh, can't wait to uh, go out there and visit. Yeah, there's there's a new video out there. I know it's kind of, you know, quick cuts throughout the video, but it got me excited um, to do a real life, you know, uh, Mario Kart. That definitely is going to be the, the thing that'll bring people in because they've 
they've played Mario Kart a number of different times on a number of different systems and they want to play it in real life. It should be interesting to see whether or not you're really doing this or everybody's got a screen in front of them as if they had a Nintendo Wii in front of them or something. Yeah, so um, I, I so based on Japan's one, because Japan's is open, I think it's virtual reality. Like they give you a set of goggles and it's screens in 3D. Which I don't, I don't think it's in front of you. I think it's like a shared screen thing, kind of like Toy Story Mania or something like that, where it's, you know, everybody's seeing the same screen. Or Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or Spider-Man. So that, that looks cool. Can't wait to go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, uh, are there going to be, we know there's going to be a Mario Kart. Do we know anything else? Or I, so eventually they're adding a Donkey Kong coaster. I don't. I know that they're doing that in Orlando. I don't know for a fact that they're doing that in Hollywood, but I think that they are. Because I think there's been like little set dressings around Super Nintendo World that kind of suggest like a a Donkey Kong aesthetic is coming in. So, Well, and and the hard part about Hollywood is they are locked into a very tight... Yeah, they have no space out there. Yeah, you have to, you know... if something new comes in, something old's got to go away. Whereas Universal has got, uh, you know, two theme parks now. They'll say three because they'll include uh, Volcano Bay. But they've got, you know, Universal's Epic Universe redundancy department. Uh, <laughs> Universal's Epic Universe is coming too. Yeah. And I could, you know, yeah, they've got plenty of land over there. Yeah, um, that'll that's, that's good because, yeah. Super Nintendo World is going in like this tiny little sliver of land and that's kind of what's been amazing about it is like I think the Nintendo sections of these parks have been like something like a third of the size of the Avatar expansion that Disney mm-hmm. did. So Yeah, I mean it, the section at, at in Orlando wasn't it going in like the the kids play area or something like that? That's what it was planned to do. Now it's now it's just going to Epic Universe. But yeah, they were these are okay. meant to slot into very small areas. Okay. Well, and that's the other thing. You know, we uh, we just talked about um, Cosmic Rewind taking up a lot of real estate. And if you're going to have a, a go-kart ride with probably multiple layers, yeah, I think they're going to have to lean hard on virtual reality. Yeah. Because you know, otherwise it's going to take a lot of real estate. Yeah. Just an unfortunate consequence, but yep. one I'm sure they'll figure out and live with. Yeah, speaking of uh, emotional consequences, <laughs> <laughs> the Johnny Depp trial. <laughs> um, this is weird, and it's a weird thing to talk about, especially because, like, I don't know, this is someone's personal affairs, and it just got made very public. I don't know. I don't want to say I'm, like, happy with the outcome, but, I mean, both of them seemed like bad people by the end of this. Like, both of them had had sufficient enough evidence levied against them Amber Heard doesn't seem like a good person, but neither really does Johnny Depp at the end of this. Yeah, there was definitely a slant in the media and in the the zeitgeist as far as, you know, there were a lot of people that were, quote, Team Johnny, you know, and you didn't hear anybody saying, you know, Team Amanda. Before this, I couldn't have told you who Amanda Heard was. Amber um, Heard. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Amber Heard. Exactly. You know, when you told me, oh, yeah, she's she's in Aquaman. OK, that's all I know her from. You know, the 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 stuff that I saw, the the court footage that I saw uh, was also 
very edited and so i don't know if if it was really as slanted as the the video footage that i saw but from what i did see i think that one side was prepared a hell of a lot more yeah. than the other side yeah you know and and it, it wasn't even a competition a lot of a lot of weird things have come out of this trial though like potentially amber heard's going to be cut out of aquaman 2 and there's a there's a petition going around for <laughs> bruce campbell to replace amber heard in aquaman 2 i love 2. this i love this <laughs> As one of my favorite car wrecks to watch on screen, you know, Bruce Campbell, you know, any, anything you can put him in and uh, firmly implant your tongue and cheek, I, I'm all for, you know, <laughs> he's just, you know, the, the chin is hysterical. He is just hysterical. <laughs> if chins could kill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'll sign that petition any day. You know, I... Like I said, I have no, you know, love for Amber Heard or ambiguity, you know, or animosity, I guess is the word for her. I, I just don't know who she is, um, but she didn't seem like a very good person from the, the trial. But like like you said, you know, uh, is Hollywood full, full of a lot of flawed people? Mm, could be, because uh, mm, yes. we've, we've also heard uh, his, his stories about his tattoo, Wino Forever, which used to say Winona Forever. And, um, you know, there, there's a reason why she disappeared from, uh, from public view before Stranger Things for a couple of years. And I think it had a lot to do with him and, and, and their... Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's been interesting because I like Sherilyn Fenn, who I follow and I love because of Twin Peaks. Uh, she played Audrey Horn. They dated back in probably the early 90s, I'd, I'd probably say this was. And she was like in support of Johnny Depp throughout this whole thing. So I don't like I don't know. Like this whole thing's just it's weird. Yeah. Speaking and, of speaking of weird, the yeah. boys. <laughs> The boys. Oh my goodness. Oh my <laughs> they took, goodness. They took the uh, Ant-Man Thanos joke a little too seriously in the in this first episode of season three. Oh, you know, and, and I thought that they had stooped to a low during season two with some of what we saw on screen. And just it, it's it's I'm watching it from a rubbernecking uh, perspective. It's like what other bizarre things are they going to do? <laughs> you know, and where's the line going to be where I just turn it off? Yeah. Um, yeah. So far I haven't found it, but you know, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> it might be close. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's things where you go, who thinks of this and are they not, you know, hopefully they're not on the roads. They're <laughs> <laughs> locked up somewhere because they're a little messed up. Or yeah, more no, so that's, than that. Oh, it's Garth Ennis. Man, Garth Ennis comics have some, like, some absolutely heinous things happen in them. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, so I don't know. I, I can't talk a lot about this because I've I've only seen the first episode. You've only seen half of the first episode but <laughs> that's enough so far but it's the boys the boys is back and the boys is as crazy as ever i'll tell you this i i wasn't as excited for this season i felt like it it took a little long to get here and i wasn't as excited as a result and diabolical the animated show didn't really do anything for me you mean invincible no the there was a boys animated spinoff oh i didn't know that yeah well let me ask you this okay so you get on a plane and the the plane ride is going up and down, and it's um, making you use the uh, the little barf bag. Are you really excited to get on the plane the next time? 
I don't know. I mean, I don't reach for the barf bag, but... <laughs> As somebody who's taken a flight like that once or twice, yeah. It, it's like, mm, I don't know. I'm not sure it. if I'm a ready of, for season three. A lot of people I know were kind of made uncomfortable by Stormfront being in that second season. I know a, a person in one of my classes who said they like did, wouldn't even watch the second season because of it. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's the boys. It's it's challenging yeah. content. It definitely, definitely. But what's not so challenging is Obi-Wan. <laughs> oh, I'm loving it. I I like it. I, I'm not ready to say that I love it yet because I I do worry. I'm Since we're getting into spoilers, I'm just going to say I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of little Leia. I don't hate her. I think she's written well. I think she's written as she probably should be as a little 10-year-old girl. But I, I, like, I just don't love her being there. Like I'd rather th- this just be about Obi-Wan. If you know what I saying, I'm saying. Yep. No, and and I'm I'm shocked and delighted about the bait and switch marketing we did get, because I think everybody was ready to sit down and say, okay, we're going to be looking in on 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 little Luke, you know, on Tatooine. And, yeah. You know, so far we haven't gotten that, and I don't think we're going to. You know, and I think that the the choice for the actress for the ten year old is fantastic i think that there's some things that they're kind of pushing a little bit too hard with her precociousness Maybe, um, yeah yeah i'm not a big fan of um using kids in in tv shows like this like i said i'm not a big fan of the ba- bad batch because of what they did with omega but so far i i'm really loving it i think that they're also taking what was a kind of a side comment or a, or, or a when Ray goes and buries the light, uh, the lightsabers in the desert, I thought, okay, you know, she's just burying her history, making it go away. And they've taken that and they've said, okay, no, that's what Jedi do when they give up their lightsabers, when they give up being Jedi yeah. is that they have to go through this. What do you, what do you do if you're on Coruscant and you need to do that? <laughs> I want to know. You go find a public park you and you put it under the park. little tree. Do you think? Do you think Coruscant has like a very big section, like a <laughs> like a central park, but for for all it's of the Coruscant? central litter box in Coruscant? <laughs> it's um, full of light, lightsabers. One of the <laughs> it's like landmines. People people can step on them and activate them by accident. <sighs> One of the one of the kind of smaller problems that I have with the show is that I don't think it's using the volume very well. Like there are a lot of pe- and people have pointed this out. Like the chase scenes, like there's like you can kind of tell that they only have like 20 feet to run before they run out of screen in in most of these shots and it's kind of distracting to me. I don't know. I'm I'm noticing this. You know what? I I I did notice their movements as far as you know, they, yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't put my finger on it, but I, you know, yeah, there were scenes where you can see that the person is not going all out or that they, they. Well, the, the little Leia chase with, yeah. with Sting or not Sting, uh, Flea. Flea, yep. From Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Yep. You There's know, and... like, you know, it's an adult running at full stride. You should be able to catch this child, but they're like. Instead, just kind of running into trees because they know they can't go that fast and actually catch her. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I don't know, it's its just kind of silly and it 
it looks a little bad, but you know, I mean, I, the show's still enjoyable, and I'm I'm glad that I'm at least getting that out of it. What do you, you think know, of I, Riva? I like Riva. Um, I know you weren't a big fan of Riva at first, but I read into Riva. I think that you understand what my reading of Riva was, in that she came off as not a very good actress in the first episode because she was trying to show how frustrated she was. Yeah. So in the first episode, she was coming off as possibly not the greatest of actress because she um, was showing that she was uh, very frustrated. She wanted to go all out. She wanted to go after Obi-Wan but she was being held back by uh, the Grand Inquisitor. And, you know, some people said uh, she's not just not a very good actress. And we're going to talk about, you know, what, what's been said publicly in a second. But, you know, I didn't read it that way. I said, you know, either, either it's that and she's really meant to be there as a stunt actor to pull off some of these stunts she's going to do, or she's very frustrated. And I, I'm glad that it, it bore out that she was just very frustrated yeah. uh, because I want to see her, you know, go full on Darth Maul with, yeah. with her acrobatic moves. And... I'm, I'm not in love with her quite yet. I, I kind of need more, I need more motivation because she, she right now to me just kind of feels like an underling who's after Obi-Wan because Darth Vader is after Obi-Wan and not for any of her own personal interests. She hasn't, shown me that this obi-wan thing is is a personal thing instead of oh darth vader wants this guy which is well, where where my big kind of you know criticism for this comes from but i think i think she is doing a good job i i you know she's you know she's going through hell right now because star wars fans are the way that they are <laughs> yeah i assume that's what you kind of wanted to touch on well i want to come back to that in just a second more I would challenge people to go back and work a look at the scene at the beginning of the first episode where they're kind of uh, recalling everything that's happened before. They're the group of kids that runs away. I want to go back and see whether or not she's in that group of kids that runs away because the, the other Jedi... I got to um, assume that that group of kids is the Inquisitors that we're seeing right now. No, that, that guy in the bar in the cantina he is one of those group of kids oh. i don't know that for sure but i am that's my theory uh, and i am feeling very solid about that benny safty yeah I, I don't know who he is but so um, <laughs> that's benny safty he's um do you remember uncut gems yeah he's one of the directors of that movie <laughs> okay yeah okay he's one of those kids i believe but you know whether or not reva was one of those kids i i I, I think that she may be, but they did say that uh, the the Inquisitors are former Jedi. Yeah, you know. So yeah. and someone the... pointed out something interesting that these the Inquisitors like have a chip on their shoulder, like as Jedi when they were still Jedi, or mm -hmm. they're probably cockroaches where they're like they weren't that good at being Jedi, but they were just the ones that were left, which mm -hmm. is 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 interesting because. They they kind of point to um, this was uh, Mr. Sunday movies to credit them, um, but what they kind of said was that like all of this like little bickering and bantering between them like they're not they don't work well as a team and they're not they're not like great at their job because like you know Benny Safdie escapes at the beginning there, 
the bad batch of, of Jedi. <laughs> so yeah, it's um but yeah, let's let's go back and you know the the topic that we've kind of put off a couple times. You know, you and McGregor uh, came out and in support of Moses. What's her last name? Ingram? Moses Ingram. I Moses think? Ingram. Okay, and I one hundred percent agree. Um, the there is people in who think that they are influencers. There's people who think that they have a a, a big voice on the internet who are just um, I don't even think it's that. Some people are just they're they're, they're just freaking trolls. mean, man. They're just yeah, like, they're mean and they're they're trolls. racist. Yeah, the, you know the people that went after Rose Tico are, are probably the same people that are going after Riva, it, and it's 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 totally uncalled for. There's no need for it. Like, go after uh, the writer if you think the character's written badly, but, like, you know, I don't think it's everyone's thinking that the character's written badly that's complaining about this. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, if anything is... Or maybe just don't go after anyone at all. Maybe just calm down and remember that this is just a TV show based on a 45-year-old movie, and we should all just calm down and let actors live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely, you know, but... um I think that it's ridiculous. Uh, I I have a lot of um, empathy uh, for her. You know that, that that shouldn't have happened, and I'm glad that somebody uh, like Ewan McGregor came out in support of her and said, you know what, you don't deserve being a Star Wars fan if you're going to act like that. Yeah, I love and, that statement. Well, Lucasfilm did too. They were like, yep. you know, if if you're bullying her, like screw off. <laughs> we yeah. don't we don't. We don't want you here. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm looking know. forward. I, yeah, looking I'm looking forward, forward to, to the rest four, five, of the, of the and... season. You know, it's got it. It started off extremely strong. You know, and I hope that they keep it up. I'm glad that they have already announced that they're going to go to season two. Um, yeah, I heard about that. That's that's odd to me that they're doing a season two of this. This really seemed like this was going to be just a one and done miniseries with this. Yeah, and, and, and it's funny because one of the things that I love about this is that when Disney Plus first started, it was actually Ewan McGregor who went to Disney and said, I want to do an Obi-Wan show. Yeah, well, I mean, they had been trying to plan a movie for a long time, and then it just kind of it became this, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. so it, I, I'm very happy with this so far. Yeah, that's it's cool. Side note, Ahsoka cast... Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who is dating Ewan McGregor, and I just wonder if there is, <laughs> if the reason she was cast in Ahsoka at all was because she was dating Ewan McGregor. Mm. But I don't yeah. know. I love her, so I'm I'm excited for her to be there. So. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she could have been on the set of one show, and they said, mm, you know, she's really good, and she's an interesting person. This one, we could use this one. <laughs> yeah, let's try her out over here. Yeah, yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah. But anyway, let's talk a little bit about Stranger Things before we wrap up. Yeah. So, has Stranger Things jumped the shark? Um, I think Maybe that... Maybe a tiny bit. I... I, I, I like it. I it's weird. It's this weird... Away, if they had gone away after season three... I think that everybody would have been okay. Yeah, everybody would have been completely fine with that. That letter was the perfect thing to, I think, end that series on. You know? And they just kind of had to keep Hopper alive and keep this moving. Yeah, I, and you know what? Yeah, and, and 
we thought Hopper was dead until the very last second, and then we saw the the, the prison cell in Russia, right? I and I think that if I, if there's anything I'm going to pick on 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 season four so far, is that we've got people going in multiple directions and almost too many groups of people going in multiple directions. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That's my that's one of my big problems for the season is that there's there's just too many characters in this show now. Yeah, you know, they they definitely could have cut out a couple of characters. You know, Argyle is interesting and Robin is interesting, but you know, can can we cut them and can we cut a couple more to just, you know, make this a smaller group so we don't have yeah. to, you know, I'm going. I feel okay, like Mike and Will uh, accomplished like nothing this season. What's that? Mike and Will just like they don't do anything in their little time together. Like no, they don't. And then and then they get separated from Elle, and then they have to go find Susie. Like it just seemed like they were struggling for to find things for them to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and no, a that's of, a great point yeah. because you know that that core group of four plus L is is not that's where they built the, the the show and for them to break up that core group is a is a risky move yeah um you know do i have faith that they they're going to pull this all together with the second half of the season yeah i think i do but will i care by the time it comes back i don't know i mean it'll I, it'll, it'll be july the the last yeah. two episodes are going to be in july but it's you know how long are we going to have to wait after that for for because it's i think they confirm five seasons and then it's done but i had actually heard that it was four no it's it'll be it'll be five it'll be five okay you know what if it ended after four i'd be fine with that you know i i i'm we're kind of at this mid-season cliffhanger and i would have been happier if they made it too many seasons you know if, if they had ended it at you know, if they maybe up, just released some of these episodes earlier and then, you know, had released maybe the latter half, like around this time. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, it just it's been three years and, and, you know, my interest is waning. Right. Right. Not only, you know, your interest is waning and they're losing the childhood of uh, of the actors, yeah. which I mean, they are, you know, they are trying to write into that. But yeah. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's hard. I mean, I it's this weird thing where like I I like these characters. I don't always love the writing for them, but like I am I'm happy to see these characters again. Right. If if that makes any sense. Right, right. And you know, the the actor who plays Hopper, um he's fantastic, but when they gave him his own shows, <laughs> it's like what the heck happened? You know, they, they, they let him loose and you just said, mm, no. Um, what are you, you referring know, to in particular? Like, um, they had given him like a, like a stand up comedy kind of thing or, a Oh, uh, Dr. Frankenstein, the, the Frankenstein was, thing. I kind of like that. That was like silly and stupid. It was, it was, yeah, it didn't make sense to me. It was just silly. And then Winona Ryder, mm, not aging well. <laughs> you know, I, she's you know she's trying to keep it real. Winona Ryder's like one of the only people in Hollywood who's been like trying to keep it real. You know, just trying to like age like an actual person instead of filling their face with Botox. So <laughs> you know, it's you know good on her. She's you know, I'm happy she's still getting work. Right. Women well, over I mean, forty in Hollywood have have a hard time finding jobs. So I'm yeah. I'm glad she's still here at all. <laughs> 
yeah that that was a lot of tv to watch this this uh this week and it's definitely taken some time away from other things that i'm doing but uh you know like i said i i didn't get to watch uh top gun maverick because i was trying to get you know 10 hours of stranger things in and obi-wan and and the boys and and a couple other things in so i'm still looking forward to uh top gun maverick and watching a couple more episodes of the boys this week i've also been working on more videos for blues on the river um when i uh started this recent push for videos on blues on the river i had about 80 some odd videos up on bluesontheriver.com there are now over 180 videos up on blues oh my on the God, river. you're really chugging away at this i am really pushing hard on this and i'm coming up to the point burn where yourself I'm, out i i'm running out of videos so uh, uh hopefully i'll get caught up on all these videos before this year's concert comes up on uh, on july 21st and then it starts over for the group of songs that get played there um and so i if people want to check out those videos they're up on blues on the we also have a donation site, uh, jimdadkenny.com, for people to donate to bluesontheriver.com. And we really appreciate that because it helps us put on the concert. I'm still looking for a couple of photographers. If people want to come and help me out, reach out to me at uh, uh, jimmy at jimmykenny.com. In the uh, Wareham, Massachusetts area. Just to... it's Yeah, the Cape <laughs> Cod area, yep. And um, yeah, what are you looking forward to, Nick? So, uh, I think this was like today, like a few hours ago, but a full length trailer for Prey, I think, I think it leaked because it it doesn't look like an official stream of it, but Prey looks really cool. So, um, that might be the, the thing that I'm most looking forward to nowadays. In, uh, December, I am, I'm looking forward to Avatar 2. And I think people who have visited Pandora maybe are more excited for Avatar 2 than the rest of the general public. Because I think Pandora at Animal Kingdom, it kind of like made me remember like how cool Avatar was when it first came out. It like right. it reminded me of like the absolutely jaw-dropping visual effects and the kind of it's a world that's kind of familiar because it's, you know, it's kind of Pocahontas Dance with Wolves, but it's still really cool and kind of unique in its own alien aesthetics and and the way that it's made. So it's I don't know. I'm 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 excited to see what they do with uh, Avatar two. And it's James Cameron. Now and you are, you are, don't you don't ever bet against James Cameron. <laughs> Definitely not. Are they gonna do the big three D push like they did last time? I think so. I think they're gonna do a different kind of three D push though. I think they're. What they're probably going to advocate for is probably more advanced 3D than the one we already have. And I remember early on, they said they wanted to push for glasses-free 3D, but I don't... That's... I I can't imagine enough theaters will will be able to do that, especially with where theaters are right now. Right, right, exactly. That's what I was going to say, is that, you know, the theaters can't afford to... You know, they're they're barely barely in existence. They, They probably can't afford to spend the money to go and update their theaters, their equipment, even more so. And then uh, you just started something new. Yeah, I uh, started an internship. I am, I'm officially an intern at Oviedo Community News. Yeah, I'm just just working, just doing that. But yeah, uh, if you want to read anything from me, that's where I'll be. I, I still have my blog. I haven't been writing as much just because this podcast has been keeping me really busy. <laughs> but um, I'm I'm glad to be doing these. 
I really like doing these with with you and with everyone and um I hope you uh everybody listening has been enjoying them. Thank you everyone for your support. <laughs> and then I had one last thing I was looking forward to just cuz I wanted to throw it in there. We were talking about theme parks, wrap it all around. Um Yeah. Just Epic Universe fourth uh fourth universal park if you want to believe that the water park is the third one. Um <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they're doing a Monsters Land there. They're doing Nintendo Land there. They're doing some kind of Harry Potter. I think it's up in the air what it is right now because Fantastic Beasts isn't doing well as a franchise. Right. But right. there's that and then How to Train Your Dragon Land, I think, is the last one. And, you know, all that sounds really fun and cool. And Monsters in particular has me really excited. So Have they have they started going vertical with the uh, construction over there? Some of it, I think. The, uh, the outlines of the buildings, I think, are done. So I think they're just waiting to, you know, put columns and stuff up. But I haven't checked construction updates in a bit so yeah i don't know well get in your car and drive down there just just go and find out maybe I will. <laughs> it's a lot easier for you than it is for me <laughs> yes it's a bit shorter of a drive for me yes <laughs> all right well, great talking to that's you again, it <laughs> yeah great talking to you and catch us here next week as always so i've i've officially i think i mentioned this before but i've officially chosen a time that these release and that is Wednesday at 9 a.m. I aim to have them done by then, and you can kind of expect a consistent upload by uh, by then. Uh, the Star Wars special recently dropped. I think it was today, the day of recording, today. Sunday. And I got it done early. It was a huge pleasure to do. I hope we do more stuff like that in the future, because that was really fun. I think that went very, very well with the, the group of us together. Yeah. And we have a uh, new logo coming soon, so we're... We're kind of officially changing the, the the headline to Media Monsters, and then Cinephile New Wave is still going to be a show. It's going to be kind of a sub-show that kind of focuses more on, you know, like kind of the deep cinema stuff that we were doing early on. Deron's mostly going to be handling that. I'll definitely still be on, and I'll be happy to be on, but um, yeah. We're branching out. We're Media Monsters now, baby. So Nick's got a Media Empire. We're going to get that bag, baby. <laughs> Anyway, thank you all for being here. Thank you so much for joining me. Until next time, everybody. Have a good week. Have a great week. See you all later.